Yeah, I also think that you need to think about where you are and where you want your brand to live and to be successful. Welcome to the Ecom Profit Podcast. I'm your host, Dawn Sinkula, CEO of Digital Dawn, and I'm so excited to be here with you today. Here on the Ecom Profit Podcast, I open Pandora's box and share with you and other ecom business owners weekly topics that will help you explode your business online. I outline my tried and true secret sauce, the D2D method that's guaranteed to bring your business results. As an entrepreneur myself, I try to pull out all the same entrepreneurial passions in others. So get ready to be fired up about your business and let's have a great time. Welcome to the Ecom Profit Podcast. All right. Welcome to the Ecom Profit Podcast. I'm your host, Dawn Sinkula. And today we have two special guests on the podcast with us, Christy and Grace. And we're going to let them introduce themselves, but they are business owners that have, well, shall I say decades of advertising experience <laughs> um, and, and have started their own business now. And we're going to talk about all things beauty and business and partnerships and all sorts of things. But before we get into that, let's introduce each of you. Who wants to go first? Grace, first. take it away. Yeah, sure. <laughs> so my name is Grace O'Sullivan, and um, I'm one of the co-founders of Aqualaw, and I'm so happy to be here. So thank you so much for having us. Um, my background is I started as a creative, as an art director in Manhattan and New York, um, going from ad agency to ad agency, working on big brands, um, and then getting into the healthcare uh, marketing space and becoming a creative director and managing a team. And um, yeah, for a long time, I uh, worked in the advertising world and, you know, life happens and life changes. And I, I moved to Philadelphia and um, started doing kind of, kind of a uh, narrowing down, right? Getting smaller, working with smaller clients, getting on a more personal level um, for my own sort of benefit. And then, um, and then, you know, Christy and I started this business, which we'll obviously get into more, but um, that's kind of the background. And uh, it's kind of a cool story about how we got to where we are now. Yeah, cool. Okay, Christy, tell us about you. Okay, my name is Christy Hunston, and I also started in advertising and spent about 20 years in the advertising business. I was on the client service side, so my responsibilities were really um, creating relationships with my clients, helping them define a marketing strategy, and then bringing that marketing strategy to life in partnership with my creative team, like Grace, and, you know, media partners and other agency partners. So uh, after a while, I feel like that really started taking a toll on me, just being mm -hmm. at my client's beck and call. I'm sure Don can relate to a lot of that in <laughs> your own agency. Uh, but, you know, once I had my son, um, when I turned like 35, 36, I just started to be pulled in like way too many directions. Yeah. And I was looking for something else to do with my time, with my energy. And uh, that's when Grace and I started talking about uh, skincare a lot more and Avola was born. So, okay. So how, tell me how you and Grace know each other. So did you work sure. at the same company? Did you, how, tell us how you two are connected outside of this business. 
Yes. We worked at the same company twice. <laughs> um, and that's how we, we met the first time. Um, I was working for an agency in New York and there was a West Coast office um, that Christy was at. So we were on the same team, uh, working together all the time by coastally. And then when I came to Philadelphia, um, it happened again. There was an opening and Christy was like, oh, you know, that's interesting. You have, there's an opening there as well. And we started working together again. So we were very used to working bi-coastally, traveling back and forth when we needed to, but being on the phone, by email. And it was kind of a, a really kind of natural friendship that we developed over uh, our working, our time working together. Got it. So you guys both were sort of at similar periods in your career. And, and, and this is very similar to my career path as well. And we have a lot of um, similarities working for a large corporation, having sort of that burnout mentality, kind of being pulled in lots of different directions. For me, I was traveling all the time to young kids, constantly on the move, lots of pressure, lots of teams, lots of things. Um, and made the jump, right? So what about this particular business made you say, okay, now it's time for us to leave that corporate world behind. Mm -hmm. And this is what we want to do. And specifically skincare and beauty and that type of thing. I mean, did you work with beauty brands before specifically, or is this just a passion that you had? Like, tell us how you kind of came to be. Cause it's, you know, it, it's a bit of a jump, yeah. right? Kind of like me, kind of a bit of a jump. So I can appreciate it, but tell us the story of how this, how this came to be. Yeah. So I was really making a lot of changes to my lifestyle. Um, I had, like I said, I, I had a young child and I was really struggling to to have another, to get pregnant again. Mm -hmm. and, and so I started to really explore kind of the root cause of that. And, you know, I was learning a lot more about household products and, you know, um, self-care items and things I was using mm -hmm. on my skin and my body and started to clean everything up. Uh, thinking like I need to reduce my toxic load and that will help me overall, you know, in my health and, and hopefully my fertility journey. Um, yeah. And so I was really interested in clean, clean products, clean skincare. And um, I also had struggled with my skin for my entire life. I had had mm -hmm. acne as a teenager when I was an adult, like it did not go away. And that was really frustrating. And so I was always on the hunt for a product that would help my skin. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, Grace and I really just started talking about skincare one day and I'll let her tell her skincare story because I think it's a really interesting one and it really led to the development of our products so so she can get into that for us sure yeah you know it's I we did not decide okay we're going to start a skincare business and let's figure this out um we both had a lot of stress that we were dealing with through our jobs and I've always had skin issues as well my skin was really sensitive and I had eczema I struggled with eczema mm -hmm. since I was you know since I was younger and late at that point, it was affecting my skin on my face mm. and everything I put on my skin, it would get, I would get really, you know, red patches and it would burn anything I put on my skin would burn. And it was so frustrating because I love skincare. And, um, I you went to Sephora. I spent a ton of money. I tried yeah. everything and I decided to stop and I stopped using everything in my skincare cabinet because there was nothing that didn't hurt. And I started doing a little online research because, you know, we do online research all the time for our jobs and, you know, personally. And I found that there were 
quite a few studies about avocado oil on the skin. And so I was like, I have avocado oil in my kitchen <laughs> and I started using it and I didn't tell anybody. And then Christy asked me, um, we were talking about skincare and I was like, okay, I'm going to tell you, I'm using the avocado oil in my kitchen. And it was an aha moment. And we were like, okay, you know, we're not the only ones that are dealing with these skin issues. You know, we know a little bit about advertising and marketing from our backgrounds. We don't know the beauty industry, but this sounds like it's real. it could be something that's really helpful to others and to ourselves. Right. Um, Well, so many, that's crazy because I I can't even tell you how many interviews that I have done where people actually have created a product for themselves first and then realized there's a market for it. Right. And that's kind of sounds like what you guys have done is that you were really trying to create your own self-serving sort of issues and problems that you had and realized there's got to be more people out in the market who need this as well. Is that right? That's right. And it not yeah. only served the, the need for our own, you know, for our skin, but it yeah. helped serve the need of needing, looking for another kind of career, right? Like transitioning from the advertising world to something else. And I had been on the hunt for that for a couple of years. My, uh, my partner is an entrepreneur and has been since I've known him. And I always admired his freedom and flexibility. So I was really craving that in my job or in my, in my life. Yeah. And, but I didn't have an idea. Like I didn't know what I wanted to do next. So it was hard for me to just leave a career and not have something to do next. Um, and so then that, you know, when we started talking about this, it felt right on so many Uh, levels. Now, if I were to, if I were to go back and, you know, oftentimes people say, you know, what advice would you, would you give others? I would say, you know, I would, I would given, have given myself some time, maybe, maybe I would have left my job and given myself some time before I did something else. But at that point, point, I couldn't do that. I was so Mm. used to a life full of work and accomplishments and all of those things that I couldn't wrap my head around the idea of, you know, leaving that and not doing much more than taking care of my son and and my family. Right. Right. So, um, you know, so Avala was, uh, was a nice transition for me. Yeah. So, okay, here, here's an, a question that I'm going to ask you. Cause one, it's, it's kind of near and dear to my heart too. Um, leaving a corporate setting and, and going into the entrepreneur space. I, I remember the first time uh, I was in my own home office and, and I had like a computer issue and I thought, oh shit, <laughs> who do I call? <laughs> <Did> I call? <laughs> right. What, mm-hmm. what are the people that come like fix the thing? And, and all of a sudden the reality of being an entrepreneur and doing this myself and being on my own and, and oh my gosh, all the things, right. How was the transition for you from corporate to entrepreneurship? And what are some things, life lessons, business lessons that you've learned, you know, in making that transition? Cause I think there's a lot of women who are in the space of wanting to do something different, particularly with COVID. We saw a huge spike, right. In, in business owners kind of coming out from corporate and doing something different, yeah. but what's been the learning for you? Well, I'm sure there's many, but what, what are kind of your key takeaways on coming into this space and and transitioning is hard, at least for me. It's hard. I I think you can do two things. You can either learn how to figure it out yourself Mm -hmm. and there's plenty of information on the internet and you can do that. Or you find an expert and someone who, who knows more than you do. Mm -hmm. Um, And luckily, you know, 
Christy is so good at finding the, the right people that we could bring in. And one thing that we started when we started working together was we wanted to work with people we could trust. We wanted to work with people that had good energy. You know, we were, we were tired of having to work with people that were nasty or negative or, you know, that wasn't what this business was about. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, so we would either be like, okay, I'm going to learn how to do this. Give me a couple of days. I'll get back to you on it. Or yeah. I'm going to find someone who can help us. Um, and that's, that's kind of how, and even what we do now, you know, even to this day, matter of fact, a lot of people will, will ask us, you know, Oh, can you get us in touch with your blah, blah, blah team? It's like, okay, Christy, you want to take that? Or should I take that? Or, Cause it's us. <laughs> right? you know? Sure. It's us. And, yeah, exactly. <laughs> sure. We'll be right back with that. Um, yeah, it's exciting. And yeah. 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 So finding experts in the areas that maybe you are not as confident or comfortable in and really trusting, finding trustworthy partnerships and, and people who have maybe been there, done that, or at least know, I agree with you that the, the toxicity of people in the corporate space and, and, or working with people that, you know, you have the yeah. choice now, right? You get to choose who you want to work with and the people that you get to, to work with. Christy, how about you? What were some of the big takeaways for you from transitioning into the entrepreneur space? I think one of the things that was hardest for me in the first year, uh, and this is because our product didn't launch for two years. So it took us two years to develop our product. And that included, you know, surrounding ourselves with the right people like a chemist and manufacturer and packaging consultant, like all of these things. Um, so it took us a while to launch. But one of the hardest things for me was not um, like, I think I was, I was used to receiving praise from the oh. outside, mm -hmm. um, feeling accomplished because a client had praised my work or thanked me for the work that I was doing, or, you know, I would receive a promotion or a positive, you yeah. know, evaluation, performance evaluation. And without having those things, I realized it had to come from within more than anywhere else right and so I had to really look at what why am I looking for praise from other people versus yeah. you know recognizing the positive in myself first you know and so that was that was huge for me yeah so that is a, that's a great you know you don't think about that as often right when you're thinking about going into that entrepreneurial space or that transition space you don't think about there's not going to be anybody there to give you a pat on the back. There's not going to be anybody there that's going to say, oh, gee, Don, great job. We love that. You know, that's <laughs> so amazing. Hooray. Yeah. I think that there's, you know, parts of this that are, are really, you're right, very self-motivating and things that you want to ensure that, you know, you're kind of recognizing that there's not going to be a lot of pats on the back. There's not going to be a lot of people telling you what a great job you're doing. So interesting. Okay. So now let's, let's talk a little bit more about what it looks like being in business with a partner. Okay. So that can oftentimes lead to amazing things, right? Two brains are better than one in a lot of situations. And you've got somebody to bounce ideas off of, and you've got somebody that you can talk to about all the nitty gritty things, but sometimes it can be not so great, right? Where you've got somebody else now that you've got to run everything through and so on and so forth. So tell me how it's been having both of you and, and do you take separate roles in the business? Kind of how, tell us a little bit about what that looks like and, and how the partnership piece of this business works. Yeah, it's, uh, you know, we had so much experience working together. So I have to say it was kind of natural, you know, in the yeah. beginning, uh, even though 
we had to define our roles differently um, and kind of decided early on, okay, these are the kind of tasks that I'll take. These are the kind of tasks that you'll take. And, you know, we pretty much stick to that, but we do, there's a lot of overlap and we always check in with each other because there's no one else, you know? So if I, if I do something or Chris does something or write something or it produces something, we always want to check in with each other just to get that other um, head nod. Like, okay, yeah, because when it's your, when it's your brand, when it's your product, even with all of the advertising experience that we have, it's really different. Um, it's your, it's your baby. It's really different. It's really different. Yeah. You can't, I know it's, we don't, you know, one of the benefits was being in advertising is that we know the language, we know how to communicate about our product and our brand, and we know the marketing speak. Um, when we talk to other people, we can, um, really have informed conversations, but, um, but yeah, we, we depend on each other every day for sure. Yeah. Christy, yeah. what do you, what do you think? Yeah. I think I would, I would never change the way that we, that we went about this business because having someone to go to when we're feeling excited or yeah. feeling maybe down frustrated, you know, about the business, which we have those days on both sides. And so just to be able to talk to each other, um, about, you know, how we're feeling and we know we can lift each other up. That's, that's really, that's really helpful. And, you know, to be honest, sometimes we do disagree and we decide at that time, you know, am I going to back down? Because, you know, it really doesn't matter that much. Or, and sometimes grace backs, you know, we, we, yeah. give in. you know, we never just we compromise, like, yeah. our ones, you know, um, we have, sometimes we have different ideas and that's okay. Like that's the benefit of having a partnership too. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I think that's amazing too, that you have already had work history together. So, you know, a little bit about the nuances of how each other works and thinks, and that's probably made this transition for you much easier than, you know, Hey, I've never worked with this person. They're my buddy or my friend, or we've got this idea together and things like that. So it's probably helped that transition quite a bit in, in that aspect. Yeah. I also have to say respect, like mutual respect, right? Like I, I know when, when Christy's coming to me and she's like, "Mm, I feel differently about this. Like to be able to, uh, you know, respect where she's coming from and think about it and reassess, um, is really, is really important. You have to have that respect for each other. I, I agree. Yeah. That's, that's awesome. So let me, let me dig in a little bit deeper into the actual product and products that you are creating. So tell us, you know, kind of what your signature product is, and I'm going to ask you some questions specific to the beauty space and, and business marketing with beauty space, but tell me a little bit about what is the signature product and, um, kind of how you use it or the benefits of it. Maybe all of that. You want to start, Christy? Or that sure. Yeah, yep, I'll start. So we have our nourishing face oil, and that is the only product that we have at this time. And as we mentioned earlier, it really was born from avocado oil, knowing yeah. that avocado oil has very nourishing, healing benefits to the skin. So we started with that ingredient, and then we layered in other plant-based oils that we knew would really elevate the overall benefits of the product. So so not only is the product hydrating, it seals in the moisture that's already there in your skin. So that's a really you know, big bonus if you're yeah. in a dry environment like I am in Utah uh, yeah. or, you know, for the winter. It also reduces inflammation and redness. 
it smooths the skin, it evens out skin tone, it can reduce um, sebum production. So if you happen to be um, acne prone or have oilier skin, one of our ingredients, the, uh, the melon oil um, actually decreases the sebum production. So that's really fantastic. And so, you know, with all of these benefits, we see our product being one of the only things you really need in your skincare routine and something that works for all skin types to be yeah. completely honest. And, you know, it's, yeah. it's hard to say, oh yeah, we work for everybody because so many people try to say that, but right. it, really, it really does help so many people. Um, and so because of that, you know, we we've been talking a lot over the past year about our product really being for women like us. I'm in my forties, Grace is in her fifties. Um, it, it nourishes our skin as we age and we all want to age, right? Because if we don't age, right. that right. means we are not here on this planet. Anymore, right. right? Exactly. So, you know, so we don't like to talk about anti-aging because yeah. we want to be aging and we want to really embrace the fact that we're aging and create, a, you know, products that help yeah. our skin as we age, which is again, where the, the face oil came from. Got it. Yeah. And I think when we were, when we were formulating, we really wanted, we put these ingredients together that we knew would nourish all of these skin types, right. That had all of the ingredients that would make your skin better, make your skin work better. Um, and until we started using it, once we started using it though, it was, a, it was like, it was amazing. It was a, it was ground change. Like that for us was the big impetus. We were like, Oh my God, okay, this is really good. Like we need to get this out there, you know? So it kind of took on a life of its own by, by the, from the scent to the texture to everything about it. Um, we were like, uh, it, that really motivated us to, to build this, um, this brand. Yeah. So let me ask you some questions specific because we, we at the agency work a, a lot with health and beauty brands and, and that's kind of our niche that we work with. But I oftentimes hear, companies really struggling with the balance and the, the demand, I guess, more so for natural and organic ingredients with the, mm -hmm. you know, need for effective and affordable products. And when you're just starting, there's, there's these balances between how do you do this, right? Like, how do you make this a product that is natural and organic, but still affordable and still have a cost of goods that's, or margin that's, that's reasonable. So you can make money off of it. How did you kind of overcome some of that in, in getting started in the first place? Wow. That's a, that's a big question. Um, yeah. to be completely honest, we were not looking at the numbers when we developed the product, yeah. we developed the product to be something that we wanted it to be yeah. and we worked with an independent chemist. Uh, and that was really important to us because working with an independent chemist meant that we owned our formula mm. and all of the manufacturers that we were talking to really were not going to let us own our formula if yeah. we formulated with them. They yeah. owned it, but we had the exclusive rights to it, right? And so from a business perspective, that didn't make sense to us. We didn't want, want to just be a marketer. We wanted to be... Uh, we wanted to own the products that we created. Yeah. And so, you know, once we formulated, we did shop it around to the manufacturers to figure out pricing while also doing our price research in the marketplace. And the thing about face oils, as you probably know, and this is 
the case with a lot of beauty products. There are face oils that are $9 and -hmm. there are face oils that are 200 plus dollars for a one ounce, you know, product. We are at $72. So we are on the lower end, um, but still, you know, we have a good margin. We have uh, high integrity ingredients. You know, they are all Mm -hmm. organic certified ingredients, which was really important to us um, because that, that meant it was better for our skin, better for our bodies, uh, more effective, yeah. most likely, you know, mm-hmm. if, the, if the ingredients were organic. And we tested that out later after launch. And so we worked with Cosmetically Active, which is a certification kind of company mm-hmm. to evaluate our product and our ingredients and the percentages of each ingredients. And they came back to us and said, yes, in fact, you know, your product is effective, even with these, you know, plant-based ingredients. And, um, and so that made us feel really good about the integrity of the product. And we are trying to overcome some myths around plant-based ingredients, not working, right? People still don't quite believe that using, you know, plant-based oil on your skin can work when in fact Right. Yeah. And I, th- I think the other thing that we need to um, educate on is the quality of ingredients, right? I think, you know, avocado oil is not just avocado oil. Right. There's organic avocado oil. It's how it's, it's where it comes from, how it's refined. A lot of our ingredients, uh, a lot of face oils out there don't consider the balance of the skin, all the different uh, percentages of the oil so that it, it is most beneficial for your skin. So um that's something that we, we wanted to do. And we wanted to create a product that was good for all different skin types and, um, and helpful to, um, you know, to all different types of, of women. I was going to say women, but people, um, and we feel like we did, but now educating the, the audience on that, um, on why ours is different and why we have this price point, um, is always, um, going to be something that we not struggle with, but have to overcome. You know, that's interesting because I I think there's a little bit of, of having to kind of stay on top of some of the misconceptions that you just talked about. Right. And, and not just in skincare, but more in, even in the plant-based world or let's call it organic or all of those types of things. How are you kind of overcoming some of that? Or how are you addressing those issues at this point when people come to you and say, it's avocado oil, what, you know, what? what's so unique about this or why does avocado work versus coconut oil or argan oil or, or those types of things, you know, which are always <laughs> the ones that you hear the uh, hear a lot about, but h- how are you kind of addressing those when it comes to your marketing and branding and things to make you stand? Yeah, we, we are working on content we have, you know, shared content on all of those topics on our blog. I think that's really important to do and to get really deep into those different topics on our blog. So when people have those questions, they can go there and find those answers. But then we're also working with people out in the world that, you know, I'm not gonna use the word influencer because I just don't like that word. (laughs) Um, (laughs) But I feel like we're working with people that others trust as well to help Mm -hmm. that message across. And that, that really is an industry wide need. So so we're spending some of our money and energy there, but also have to hope that others in this space are going to do that as well, because our pockets are not very deep. So we have to be mindful of how much we put into 
you know, education versus how much mm-hmm. we put into product marketing. Yeah. Yeah. Grace, were you going to add more to that or? Uh, no, it's okay. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So let's, let's kind of think about, um, a, a few things as it relates to, you know, marketing with your background and, and we'll kind of just touch on this. I think we could probably do a whole different podcast on, you know, marketing and, and what types of things, but how, how do you balance the creative and business aspect of running this beauty brand and what strategies have you found to be effective for that balance of it? Since you tilt a lot towards the marketing side of things, I could see how that may be something you go really deep and hard into versus, you know, the business aspects, other things outside of marketing. How have you been mm-hmm. effective in achieving that balance between the two so far? Yeah, I don't know. I think um, we just, we, we know that both are important and, um, you know, we set our, our meetings together and our time to be like, okay, this is what we're focusing on. And then this, is, and then other times, this is what we're focusing on and kind of, you know, clear our brain and, and try. And sometimes it overlaps, you know, sometimes yeah. we're not successful about right. keeping them separate, but we really, um, you know, we really try to make sure that we are not spending all of our time doing the marketing and doing the content and putting that information out there and not thinking about our business as well. Yeah. So um, we bring in partners that kind of help us and kind of, you know, wake us up and re- remind us that this needs, this is important too. Um, and I think we, you know, I think keeping ourselves with checks and balances. Um, yeah. Sometimes Christy will be like, okay, we need to have this meeting. Okay, but I'm doing this. It's like, okay, but stop. And now we have to do this. And you know, it goes back and forth and, um, it's, 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 it's also the needs of the business, yeah. um, dictates, right. When you need to, when you need to think about what. Sure. Yeah, and I, I think at this point, 80% of our time is spent in marketing mm-hmm. and that's because our job is to sell our product. Like, you know, yeah. if we don't sell yeah. our product, we can't do much else. And so, you know, we've had on our plan and we actually do develop a plan each year um, with goals and KPIs and things like that. But when we develop the plan, you know, we have identified opportunities for new product development and we have been a bit shy um, at investing in new products before we reach a certain goal with our face oil. And this year we're trying to change that. We're trying to take the leap and realize that we might have to invest in more products before we reach the goal that we want to be at with our face Mm -hmm. oil, because having those other products is going to help our overall bottom line. Hopefully we believe that. Right. So we are, we are, you know, making those big decisions, but product development, because we, you know, work with a chemist just takes up a a really a small part of our time, which does allow us to spend Mm -hmm. the time in marketing and, you know, selling our product. I think the the biggest thing to be careful of is distraction, right? A lot of times opportunities come up and we're like, Ooh, this sounds exciting. We should do this. Well, is it part of our goal for this year? Yeah. You know, and if it's not, we really need to think about is then is, then is this right for us right now? Um, and we have to do that quite often because you can get kind of caught up in the, in the excitement of what's happening in the beauty industry and in the, you know, um, competitive land of, you know, competitors. Yeah. 
That's great. That's great sound advice. And I think that's true for beauty and otherwise, right? Is is the shiny penny syndrome as an entrepreneur is is a real thing. And yeah. it happens often to many of us all the time. So okay, well, as we start to wrap up here a little bit with this, looking back, and I'll let each one of you answer this independent of each other, but as looking back on your journey as as business owners now and, and entrepreneurs, what advice would you um, offer to aspiring entrepreneurs who are interested in starting their own beauty brand at this point? Oh gosh, that is I know, right? <laughs> a hard one. I know. And I, yeah. um, I would say first and foremost, don't do it. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. No, I, run. <laughs> I would say don't, don't create a beauty brand. Um, <laughs> there's something very unique about the brand. I think that has been one of our biggest struggles is when we started developing our product in 2017, which is a long time ago now, the number of face oils on the market were probably 30% of what there is now. Yeah. And um, it is a highly competitive space uh, with very little differentiation. Yeah. The products. And we struggle with that all the time. Mm-hmm. How are we going to set ourselves apart? Um, avocado oil is in other products too, but no one has our blend. Right. That makes us unique, but others have similar benefits, right? So it, there's really, yeah. it's really hard to tease out um, what makes our product better until you try it. When people try our product, they love it and they say it's better than everything yeah. else they've tried, but it's hard to communicate that, right? Um, and then you also have the celebrity component in beauty. There's yep. so yeah. many celebrity brands launching all the time. And obviously their, their budgets are much greater than right. ours. And they, and they come out with a name and a face that people recognize. So yeah. I think that's what makes beauty really hard. Um, so if you don't have a, a single differentiator that's been proven and that you can convey easily, I wouldn't do it. Yeah. Sound advice. Sound advice. Grace, how about you? Yeah. I also think that you need to think about where you are and where you want your brand to live and to be successful, right? So if you are somewhere where you know there's a gap in the local market, or if you, if you decide, you know, I just want to create this, this skincare brand and, and sell it at my farmer's markets mm-hmm. or sell it in, you know, the local spas or whatever it is. Um, think about that first. Where do you want your brand to live? Who's your competition there? What else is out there? Um, and, and stick to that, right? Rather than trying to be everything to everyone um, and competing with these kind of big celebrity brands. And there, is there a way to do it on a smaller scale? And will that, make, will that bring you joy? Yeah, that's great. And I, and I think all of it comes down to what I've talked about before is what's your unique value prop, right? What, what is your selling point or what is the differentiator with yours? And and that's true outside of beauty, right? It it just is a bit more competitive in the beauty space. Like you said, Christy, with some of the, the other celebrities and things like that, that are out there that have the big names, but then also really, where is it that you want to break into that market? And, and what does that mean for you? And what are you going to be comfortable doing? I've got a friend who does soaps and they're beautiful, amazing, gorgeous soaps that she handcrafts. And 
she said, you know, I don't want to try to take this nationally. I'm just really happy doing it here locally, no. selling it at my boutiques and it's making me good money and people know me for this. And I'm totally right. good with that. And, and I think for that little niche in that market that she's working in, it's fulfilling her and making a big difference for the people that she's selling it to. So I think yeah. that's great sound advice, Grace and, and Christy both is really making sure that you know what you're getting yourself into and then where it is that you want to, you know, spend the time and money and effort to, to break into the market. So any final thoughts as we wrap up on anything else that you would share with our, with our listeners, or think you covered it. I think we've covered a lot of things and mm -hmm. I, I think you've really been very honest with, um, the reality of starting a beauty brand and what it takes to really get into this space. But let's maybe shift if people want to find you and people want to look at your brand and they want to check you out and they want to investigate more about why avocado oil is better than all the other oils. And your formulation is the best <laughs> of all of them. Where can they find you? Well, they can find us on our website at avoila.com. So it's A-V-O-I-L-A.com and um, dig around there. There's a lot of content. We have a blog there. There's so many great, um, um, stories and there's video and there's just a lot of information about our ingredients. And we try to be really transparent and open about all of that. Um, and then you can also find us on social media at Afwala Skincare uh, on Facebook and Instagram and TikTok and Twitter. All the places. Awesome. We will link everything in the show notes um, so that you can easily find them. But thank you so much for giving us your insight and perspective on this. It's been a great interview and go check them out. It is a unique um, formulation. It's a unique product. And I think for um, people who are looking for a, a natural oil skincare product, um, this is the right one to check out. So thank you guys so much for being on the podcast. I've enjoyed it. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. If you like what you've heard, I'd be so grateful if you'd leave a review. And don't forget to subscribe so you never miss an episode. If you'd like to see if you're a good fit to work with the Digital Dawn team, head over to digitaldawnagency.com forward slash contact and let's book a call. Thanks so much again and until next time.